And good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner. It's uh, Monday, September the 12th. Feels a bit like a Monday morning, doesn't it? How are you, Paul? Good weekend? Yeah, I had a good weekend. Thank you. It does feel like a Monday morning. A little bit overcast. Uh, just we've got five days of, I don't know what, the chaos still going on in the world and markets really not wanting to go anywhere. And obviously everybody's sort of very sad and transfixed by the, the death of Her Majesty the Queen. Um, but there we go. Uh, let's move on to mining news today. And why don't you start off with the one which I always pronounce wrong, but I'll try and get it right today. Uh, Ionic Rare Earths has got some news out. Yes, that, yes that's right. Uh, ASX quoted Rare Earth uh, uh, Clay's uh, Explorer in Uganda and Shanghai Mining Club member. Uh, they have begun the mining license application process uh, for the Makau to uh, rare earth clay deposit. They own 51% uh, of the uh, Ugandan private company, which holds the whole project, and they're moving to 60% ownership there. They've got a 260 million ton resource at 750 ppm total rare earths, which is uh, good for a good 20 years. And there's a, quite a lot more yet to drill out uh, there, but they thought they'd get the mining licensing underway. The next uh, tenement uh, due for renewal is uh, tenement seven, otherwise known as the Western Zone uh, on uh, uh, Makautu, uh, that tenement renewal 27th of November, and in order to finalize the uh, eligibility to renew, they'll begin a phase five drill program over there in order to move inferred resources to uh, indicate it and build the uh, resource still larger. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, rare earths is something that obviously really interests us in the West because China has so much control of rare earths and they are vital for the EV market. I would also draw attention, actually, when anybody didn't read the Sunday Times business section, Jim Armitage, who's a very smart journalist, uh, wrote an interesting idea that Tesla should buy Glencore. Now, at first sight, that seems absolutely ludicrous. And actually, they're not going to do it. Um, but the concept is right, is that actually the West needs to uh, get control of all of these critical metals, because otherwise, the car manufacturers are building all these huge factories to build EVs will have no batteries to put in their EVs because they have no supply of materials. So the concept of actually of a major car manufacturer buying into be it a, a, a mining trader or the mines itself is actually very sensible. And we have to get more production and development of all of these critical metals in the West or else we will not have an EV market. It's as simple as that, isn't it, Paul? Well, we'll otherwise have an EV market whose price will be controlled by others outside the West is the way to put it. Well, the good news is I drive a Volvo, and of course, Volvo is owned by Geely, which is Chinese, and so we'll be fine in a Volvo. Um, <laughs> it's a crazy world. Let's talk about one that a lot of people have been love to follow uh, and where there's actually some pretty interesting news, I think, in terms of board appointments, certainly, and they've also got some financing done. Uh, and that is the aim quoted, Greatland Gold. Yes, that's right. Uh, they've added some uh, th some three key people into uh, the uh, 
boardroom here uh, with a long uh, time mine uh, development and mine operation experience uh, in their histories as, as the uh, have iron uh, project moves forward with uh, financing here uh, that separate announcement of three individuals being added to the board here and uh, current non-executive chair alex borelli will become a non-executive director from um uh, from uh, the end of this year and uh, they otherwise have signed a commitment letter and a term sheet for 220 million dollars australian on a seven-year term of uh, in a debt syndicate by three australian banks as part of the finalization of the feasibility study later this year Wailu Metals, the privately owned metals company investing in critical minerals, has taken up an equity stake of Australian 60 million uh, toward this effort and may raise another 60 million as well. Uh, there's a lot of companies out in Australia trying to repeat what Greatland Gold has been done, it has to be said. Uh, now, another one that actually is on AIM in the gold sector, I, I think we've had a released a new uh, Bank of Feasibility study, BFS today, is Condor Gold. Yes, that's right. Uh, they have released a BFS specifically for the open pit of the Law India pit for the that project in Nicaragua. Uh, it supports a probable reserve of 7 million tons of 2.5 grams gold for 600,000 ounces. Internal rate of return 23%, upfront capital cost of $87 million on a $1,600 gold price. That uh, more or less secures uh, what the banks will be uh, using in order to potentially provide debt finance uh, for the um, capital for Law India Pit. And this does not include the uh, good large number of vein sets and already identified uh, high-grade drill mineralization on, on other uh, project prospects within the uh, license so there's plenty more to come uh, on this uh, but they want to get this law india pit uh, uh, financed and underway because it can then self-sustain the rest of all the other work uh, Eighty-one thousand ounces gold uh, intended to produce in an eight-year life with the irr of 23 percent post-tax all right, and let's finish actually with one of the a stock that we've been following for over 10 years, uh, TSX listed Fission Uranium, because they've got more uranium resource, haven't they? Yes, they came out with a statement for um, increase of resource on the Triple R deposit. That's part of what uh, is the Patterson Lake area there, the Athabasca Basin of uh, Saskatchewan. We're looking at an increase in indicated tons of 21%, uh, so that's 472,000 tons of, uh, this is uh, uranium in this case, not ore, but uranium. And 12% increase in contained uranium, uh, but a small um, a decrease in grade to just under 2%, whereas it was uh, just over 2% in U308 before. And this is all based on the newest drilling that came out on the R780 East and R840 West zones over the past uh, two, three and a half years. Excellent. Let's call it a day there, and uh, we'll speak again tomorrow, Paul. Thanks. Very good. See you then.